Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy with me. Oh, I'm Armando. You can follow me at Thundercrest, but with me, as always, is Clayton. What's up, Clayton? What's going on? Nice and uh, going to be getting ready for some snow coming up here this week, Armando. That's that's a little crazy. It's not relatable at all to our audience right now. You realize that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I'm still happy, though. You see that? Canadians are yeah, always it's, it's, happy. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. That's a little scary. <laughs> and some good football we watched uh, today. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a little crazy, man. We got some get right games for some people out there. So uh, and some get wrong games. Yeah, yeah. So let's, uh, some young quarterbacks stepping up in big ways today too. And some not like Mason Rudolph, but we'll get to that. Uh, before yeah. we kick off into the players, I just want to you know just talk about Antonio Brown. He was released. And then he let out a tweet today, Sunday morning, that he's no longer going to play in the NFL. Um, do you think he's ever going to play again in the NFL? In all honesty, I'm just tired of listening to all the, <laughs> the drama with this guy. It's, you know, it's taken, you know, it's taken a toll, I think, on like the football in, in general. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it was funny. Like today I was, I tweeted out. As soon as came close to game time, the first thing, all of a sudden, A. Brown, something pops up with A. Brown on Twitter, right? It's like Sundays, he can't stand, like, Sundays unless he's somehow involved in it. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah. it, 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 somehow yeah. he has to be talked about, right? And it's just, I don't, I don't know. He's a great player, don't get me wrong. Like, when he's on the football field, amazing. Great receiver. But at the same time, you know what? Maybe sit out the year, man, get all this shit dealt with and then come back hopefully and go from there you know yeah are you cutting him i actually dropped him in a auction league that i have yeah i'm there too if i own him i've dropped him i do think that maybe someone still believes he's going to play in the nfl that send out a couple trade offers for some if you have draft picks for trade do that send out for like guys like dk metcalf i mean maybe someone still believes there's 12 people in your league 10 you know, someone's going to still think he's going to play in the NFL. So it's worth shooting out trades before you cut him. You know, that's just my opinion. Just give, give it a shot. Get anything you can for him before you cut bait. Um, so in a dynasty league, he, he was traded for uh, Jarvis Landry. So, you know, there's still people out there that, you know, could could use him in the future type thing. Yeah, if I, if I, ha- if I could hold on to him, like in this one league that we have, it's kind of – it's one of those things where we're allowed to use a guy off our bench, you know, to fill our roster. I think I was telling you about that before. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I just didn't have the, the, I couldn't just sit on him, right? And just wait for him to figure out what's going on. So I just, I cut bait with him and I actually picked up, uh, I want to say Dorset in that one. So paid, paid off. Well, yeah, it worked out today. So yeah, it was good. All right, so let's start off with the 49er game because we have a shit ton of games to get through, and uh, I don't really want to spend two hours talking about this. <laughs> me, me, me neither. <laughs> so um, so let's talk about Mace, uh, the 49ers won 24-20. Uh, Garoppolo threw two interceptions in this game. He looked okay. Um, I guess the bigger story is Mason Rudolph. You know, He looked 170 yards, 174 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. They did lose, but... He looked competent enough against a pretty good defense. What are your thoughts on Mason? Yeah, he was all right. You would like to see, uh, you know, I don't. He didn't get started till a little bit later. He looked a little nervous at the start. Um, yeah. Would like to see a, a few few more yards out of him. But as for what it, what it is, it's I mean, those are decent stat numbers for and like you said, against a good defense. Yeah, I think it's one. Of, I mean, right now it seems like the 49ers are one of the best i know it's crazy yeah. they're so bad last year and they're just like right now they're stopping everybody um John, so John they could be so one of the top notch right now <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i don't know if i buy into it yet but i don't know I, I, they're three and oh whatever you know seattle lost today so they're on top of their division um 
But on the Steelers side, we have uh, everyone was thinking James Washington was really going to shoot up the chart, but he did not. It was Deontay Johnson. Um, he had three receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Schuster was fine. He caught a long 76-yard touchdown. Um, so it seems like that is still in flux. Hopefully James Washington kind of picks it up. And James Conner kind of looks like he's getting a little bit on pace, 13 carries, 43 yards. So that's a little interesting. Yeah, the only concern about uh, – I forgot about that Juju long touchdown, but you take that away and then you look at Rudolph's numbers, not so great, you know? No. Now you're looking at under 100 yards. Yeah, it's, it's a little tricky. I, I'm excited to see what happens next week against Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not a good defense. And I personally have Mason Rudolph in a few dynasty leagues, and I think I'm going to start him. I think he just needs another week to get into, into rhythm. I mean, the Steelers let out another, you know, a notice saying that, you know, they drafted Mason Rudolph to be the incumbent uh, to Ben Roethlisberger, and that's why they traded traded for Minka. So, you know, if they believe in him, I guess I have to. Um, we'll see what happens. But on the 49ers side, every running back was usable. Yeah, which oh, is yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, definitely. And they did exactly what they said. Jeff Wilson had his, uh, his two touchdowns. They said he was going to be the – the goal line back and that's exactly what he was i think he yeah he scored both of them from short short distances yeah it looks good and the only thing to note really with the receivers is dante pettis was the number two targeted receiver he didn't he caught four of his catches for 20 yards and a touchdown which is you know that's okay but at least it's a sign of life right yeah it was exactly and that was the one thing as soon as he scored i was like now what do you think you were at? We were getting clarity with, you know, with Devo Samuel there, and now all of a sudden Pettis steps back into the to the mix, right? So, yeah, you still I don't know I still want to I want to see another week I think until I until I insert him back into my lineup I think. Yeah, I mean the four the the not the Forty ers the uh, Steelers have a good secondary, so um, I didn't expect a huge game from anyone, but it's nice to see that he was usable. I'm not starting Pettis, and I'm not cutting Pettis, and. I think if he's available in, your, in the free agency, I would grab him. I don't think I would waste any waiver or fab money on no, him. But definitely not. He's definitely worth a stash. Yeah, I agree. Um, and see how this, this offense develops. Because, you know, there's a bunch of young guys over there. There's Kittle and then everybody else. So any one of them could be usable, you know, at any week. Yeah, exactly. So um, let's move on to the Saints and the Seahawks. The Saints came out with this one. Teddy Bridgewater looked like a man. Well, kind of. Uh, he only had 177 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. It was really just Alvin Kamara just running rapid. Um, Russell Wilson looked fucking – I think he's the number one quarterback this week, but uh, we'll see when numbers fully come out. Um, yeah, there's not much to know on the Saints side. Kamara looks sensational. Nine receptions, 92 yards and touchdown, and then Michael Thomas was fine. Um, he wasn't the wide receiver one that we want him to be, but I think we all expected that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, yeah. Well, that's what it was. Kamara's always going to get these touches, right? Like, not, it should never change. I thought, I actually thought he would lose some carries to to Taysom Hill a little bit, but he Taysom Hill only rushed one time. But Michael Thomas is he's going to get his. I'm not worried whatsoever yeah. about him. I mean, if you're a Saints fan and you're into the Saints, like this is this, the Seahawks are a good defense. I mean, you should be feeling pretty good about you know the rest of the season until Breeze gets back. That at least he'll stay afloat. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, and that's what they did to, to, today for sure. Um, so on the Seahawks side, Tyler Lockett, um, fourteen targets, eleven mm-hmm. receptions. Is is he a wide receiver one? Because last year it was like, you know, you got this long passes, you know, and a touchdown. That was it. Now he's like the number one targeted receiver in the NFL with fourteen targets. Yeah, that's insane. Well, yeah, he you you have to be you have to insert him every week. He's almost turning into be. Uh, can you say he's matchup proof right now? Like, I mean, he's, he's facing some decent teams, right? Some decent uh, coverage, but with with Wilson is going to find a way to get him the ball. He's the most trusted receiver on this team. So, and obviously, fourteen targets that shows, right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it was a weird game. Thirty-two. He threw for fifty times. That's not what they want to do to win games. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's not what we expect from him, but still, like he was hugely targeted last week with over ten targets. So, I mean, it's kind of becoming more of a passing team. Maybe it's because of uh, Chris Carson not performing uh, as well. I don't know. Got to hang on to the ball. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna play himself out of a job. Yeah, yeah. He he did fumble again today, so which is not good. Uh, Rashad Penny I was I not he active twice today, didn't he? No, no, just oh, once. It was it looks just like. the, oh yeah, it was just the once. So. 
Yeah, I mean, DK Metcalf looked fine. He had six targets, which is nice. Will Disley, can another good week out of him with uh, seven targets, 62 yards, and a touchdown. So that's impressive. I know yeah. the first week he was he got a big donut, but two weeks in a row, um, I think Disley's a real deal, probably like a top 12 guy going forward maybe. Yeah, I, oh, absolutely. I blew uh, I blew my waiver in that 20-team league I'm in. I blew my waiver on him, and it paid off big time today. I blew all my fab. I don't even know why on Mason Rudolph. I was like, I, I think he's going to be the next big Ben. He's going to be better than him. So I, and my dynasty leagues, I just went all in. I might regret it. And so far I kind of do after the first week, but uh, we'll see. Hey, now you just don't have to worry about that one team for waivers, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one, one less team one, to worry about. <laughs> exactly. Um, so let's move on to the Texans and Chargers. So Carlos Hyde continues to be the RB1 over there, Jesus. kind of. 10 carries, 19 yards. And I mean, they, they he scored a touchdown, so that there's that, you know? Yeah, but I just I don't understand what what's going on with them in general. Like, I mean, they, they got the win today, which is awesome. But I just they do they for some reason are not running the ball as much as I thought they would be. Yeah, you trade for an offensive lineman, yeah. one of the best in the league, and you're not – it doesn't make sense. Maybe it was the game flow, game plan, I don't know, but a team cannot run 17 times in a game and expect to, to win, you know? But then the other that's, thing that's really odd is that, is that trade for Duke now, right? Like, they gave up, what, a third rounder, I believe? Yeah, fourth one, yeah. yeah Still, that's, that's, that's too much. <laughs> well, yeah, and this guy's getting targeted three times, you know what I mean, and rushing yeah. the ball twice. I'm kind of thinking that that's a, that was a huge mistake bad signing on on their part possibly i mean i don't think carl's Hyde is anything anything magical i think it's just a matter of time before he falls off yeah. the wagon they you know starts putting duke in um i'm interested to see if they sign another running back uh this is not looking good at all no. um moving down to the receivers jordan atkins yeah is he gonna make your waiver wire column i don't I, know I, man i don't <laughs> think so you know i remember looking at him last week i was just kind of looking at the tight ends in general and i mean this is he hasn't really done anything. This is his first big game that that he's had. He was targeted five times, so that's actually I don't know. He he Support. he could. It's possible. I got to look at. It. There's a lot of guys that I I could be adding on that waiver wire this week. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, a lot of quarterbacks so we'll see. actually. Oh really? Yeah. Well, considering um yeah Daniel Jones, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, I guess the guy that kind of stands out to me in this is Kenny Stills with the six targets and 89 yards. He's kind of ascending into the wide receiver two role. I think he's almost so surpassed Will Fuller and Cootie didn't do anything this week. So is he the wide receiver two over there? You think? It's, I'm starting to think that way because only because like Fuller's not he's not stretching the field as much, right? And Stills is just getting yeah. he's been tar- every game he's been in he's been targeted. And yeah. it's you know what I I love I love Kenny Stills. I'm glad that he came to Houston. Like I'm a, I'm a Houston guy, right? I'm a Texans fan. And yeah. but just it's disappointing because I have Fuller in quite a few leagues, but at the same time, he it's health, right? Like if he if Will Fuller can just stay healthy on the field, it'll be close. He'll get his targets every week. But the minute yeah. he gets injured, I think that's where you'll see Stills step in and run away with the job. Yeah. And uh, moving on to the Chargers, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first week the Chargers missed Melvin Gordon. I think they, I think he literally cost them the game this week. Yeah, I agree. They nobody looked good in that in that running game whatsoever. No, this. I mean, uh, go ahead. This might be a time that maybe Melvin Gordon should be, you know, making contact or something like that, right? Or they should be yeah. because they, they can't have too many of these games, right? You know how it is with, with – Yeah, it's a tough division mm-hmm. they're in. I mean, they're in the one with Kansas City. Yeah. You, a loss will just knock – I mean, they're two losses in. Kansas City's already 3-0, so yeah. they're looking at the wild card at this point. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Keenan Allen looks like a man. Uh, he drafted in top 10. He's going to finish – looks like the top five, especially with that – 17 targets, 183 yards and touchdown. Like, well, that's where there's no one really worth owning. Yeah, Go ahead. Sorry, the, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. That's where the extra targets I think came from the fact of no Hunter Henry. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it. I think when he first went down, it was like, who's going to absorb this? It's going to be those three guys: Keen Allen, Mike Williams, and Eckler. I mean, the only guy that's worth owning, you know, is Eckler and Keen Allen. Nobody else is worth rostering. Mike Williams, in my opinion, is you should just cut bait at this point. Ah, you think so? 
I mean, what has he done? He caught a yeah. touchdown last week, or like, he's. I mean, he's getting the targets, but he's not producing enough to. I mean, there's so much more upside on the waiver wire right is, now than is, Mike Williams. Is he 100 percent though right now? Like he was injured last week, right? So, but he. Yeah. I don't know. I think I might hang on to him for one more week and just to just see how it plays out. Yeah. And, I mean. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. I just I just don't think there's enough upside there right now. Sure, I think he's going to end up being on your waiver column because he's going to get cut so much. <laughs> and then he's going to have a huge game and everyone's like, oh, Mike Williams is healthy, time to add him type thing. Yeah, well, yeah. It's I mean, like there is, like you said, there is guys out there, like much better guys out there that you that are producing consistently. And yeah, like if if you it wouldn't be it's not a bad thing if you end up dropping him for for somebody that's producing. Yeah, if I mean if you're looking at so we're gonna move on to the Giants game. So if you're looking at if you own Barkley, and you can't cut Barkley because you know how serious the injury is, and you need someone to cut, I think it's fine to cut Mike Williams for Wayne Galliman. Like uh, absolutely, I, that's where hundred percent. So I mean that's just you know digging a little deeper of what you have on your roster. Wayne Gall like Wayne Gallon's gonna be more valuable than Mike Williams going forward. Um, so now that I mentioned that, uh, Barkley went down in the Tampa Bay game. Um, he was on crutches at the end of the game, so it looks like it could be serious. It's gonna might be more than a one week injury. I, th- I don't know. I thought I read somewhere something about like six weeks or something like that. That's Good what they Lord were talking already. about. I I honestly I I don't I can't remember where I read that, but or maybe it was that obviously sucks. maybe a speculation because it was like right after the game, right? So yeah, it's a little early for that one. Um, but let's talk about the Giants really quick, or not really quick, because Daniel Jones looks like the best rookie in this draft so far. I don't know. Minshew looks pretty good, but Jesus Christ. He was a top-scoring quarterback up until Russell Wilson got that late touchdown. No, he looked awesome today. And, you know, the one thing I got to give props to, Matt, Eli Manning. Like, that is, you know, it's too bad not all these young guys have a guy to play either behind a guy like Eli Manning. And after he takes over right. a guy that's supportive, like Eli Manning, like that first touchdown that he, uh, I believe he ran in or he threw. I've never seen Eli Manning show that much emotion ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. He was, that's great. Oh, yeah. he was so excited for the kid. Right. And I'm like, and you look back at, you look at guys like Mason Rudolph that had to, you know, stand behind fucking Roethlisberger that basically said straight out, I'm not here basically to babysit and mentor a kid. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So and that's Joe Flacco. Yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, get good on, uh, I think it, it's, it says a lot for, for Eli, you know what I mean? That he can, that he can man up and realize that, you know, yeah, Daniel Jones is, is the future and just live with it. Right. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, after, um, Barkley went down, Evan Ingram and, um, Sterling Shepard stepped up. I mean, they both had eight to nine targets. They look great. Both went over a hundred yards and touchdown. I think they're both, High, like Sterling Shepard's a what a wide receiver two going forward if Barkley's out. Ingram's a wide receiver four, tight end four. Yeah, he yeah, absolutely. And this is exactly what we thought was going to happen, right? With with this offense in general, and we knew that Evan Ingram was going. He's their best pass catcher. You know, in, yeah. in my opinion, he's their best pass catcher. Now Sterling Shepard came in, which is which is awesome. Nine targets, that's perfect. We expected that. But don't forget now, Golden Tate's coming back too, right? I think, That's true, I think yeah. he's got what he's got one one more week of suspension left, I believe. Yeah, four weeks suspension. So yeah. Is he worth is he gonna be I mean, I know it's still early, but is he someone you might be thinking about adding on your waiver column? Yeah, I might I might I might depending on what it looks like, uh um like the, uh, for this week once I once I sit down and look at it, good possibility, but if not for sure he'll be on there next week. Yeah. So let's move on to the Tampa Bay side. I guess the most interesting to talk interesting thing to talk about is Ronald Jones re-establishes himself as a running back one on that roster. Um, I guess Peyton Barber, you know, got almost as many carries, but Ronald Jones did literally double again than Peyton Barber. Yeah, and that's, they just don't make things easy. You know, it's, there's not one guy that are, Tampa Bay just can't commit to one guy. You know what I mean? And give Ronald, Ronald Jones is running better all day. Why don't you just give the kid the rock 20 times and see what he can do with it. Right. But no, he has to go. It's almost like a 50, 50 split every time. Well, what was interesting is, I don't know if this played any any role into it, but last week the Tampa Bay game was suspended, you know, right when they started. And then they started back up after after an hour or so. So I wonder if, you know, him cooling down and them wanting to keep him healthy had anything to do with it. I don't know. That's what maybe I'm just trying to read tea leaves at this point. But maybe it's Ronald Jones's job to lose at this point. 15 carries and he's getting work in the, in the, in the receiving game. He's... 
he could end up being a top 24 running back if he's able to get, you know, that amount of work the rest of the season. Yeah, I hope I hope so. He's not bad. No. He, he could be good. Just give him a shot. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so let's move on to the Panthers Cardinals. That's all you're going to talk uh, this about guy- is just that. You're not talking about Evans' giant size game. His 190 yards. All right, let's talk about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> he went off. <laughs> 15 targets. Good, good for him. <laughs> he went <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and you ta- and now what happens with good- Godwin? Godwin looks like a nobody now, right? Four targets. I mean, it's good. <laughs> It, it it doesn't make any sense. I, th- I think it's everyone's going to come back down to earth. Godwin's, pro- I mean, he only got four targets. Evans fifteen. I mean, everyone talked about this week, and me included. This was a get right game for Evans, a get right game for the Buccaneers, and they got right. I mean, they look great. Thirty. I mean, they lost, but they still scored a shit ton of points. Everyone looked good. Okay, quick quick um, question I, for you. What about OJ yeah. Howard? What are you doing with him? You want to start rolling him out there again? He had three receptions for six six yards today. I mean. L- if people like Darren Whaler are available, that he might not be. Mark Andrews, I would rather be starting those guys. Like we talked about before, we're not cutting OJ Howard. We're just not as confident as we were before. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a low end. I mean, I'd rather have Disley than Howard. If if Disley's unavailable, yeah, I'm gonna go grab Disley. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I'm not cutting Howard if I don't have to. Again, but if you could stream Vance McDonald stuff like that, yeah, I think he's. OJ Howard is no longer in the top five, top six territory. He's a streaming tight end. And if you could hold on to him, great. But if someone like Galliman is going to fall to you in the waiver wire, I'd rather have Galliman. Agreed. Okay. All right. Let's and I don't think. Oh, sorry. Wait. But, so I just, since you brought up Evans, 15 targets to Godwin's four, I think it's going to be returned more to the mean. I think Evans and Godwin should be getting around 10 targets each. Um, and I do think Evans is more talented. So I imagine he's going to be the one that's scoring, you know, in the hundred yard range with a touchdown here and there. So that's my take on that. Um, so let's move on to the Carolina Arizona game it was 38, 20. This guy, Kyle Allen <laughs> looked like a quarterback in the NFL who should be starting somewhere. Oh, he balled out four passing touchdowns, no interceptions today. That's it was. And his throws were on the money every time. Yeah, he looked good. It was it was a weird game. We're going to talk about this one for just a little bit because um, Curtis Samuel out targeted DJ Moore by five with Cam Newton. That was not the case. DJ Moore was the most targeted receiver, third most receiver in the NFL going into um, through two weeks. So that was kind of interesting to see how that developed. I wasn't sure why though. Yeah, I well, I, you know, somebody asked me today about Curtis Samuel on Twitter this morning about. I just put out there that, you know, ask me any sorts of questions. And I, I said to start Samuel, just felt like it was a Samuel game just because he could stretch the field more. You know what I mean? I think with, yeah. with DJ Moore, he was always, he's running those, those short routes all the time. And I think with a, with, with a rookie quarterback, it looked like, I mean, they were, they, he had a little bit of time at least, but he was looking deep quite a bit. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, they, certainly did i just imagine um i don't think this is anything to read too much into i think dj moore is the better receiver and he's gonna be the more targeted receiver when camden returns hopefully returns next week because i own a shit ton of dj moore shares so like literally every league he's on my roster and uh yeah i'm happy with what he did one one reception 52 yards and a touchdown and then he had at another 12 yards running so that's okay i'm not too mad about that oh no he, he performed well yeah um, so on the Cardinal side, they lost again. Kyler Murray threw two interceptions. They are not running the ball enough to win the game. They ran only eleven times with David Johnson, and that's not going to win you anything. David Johnson's talented enough. And you know, for a guy that they're talking about that can you know sling the ball deep, he's he's throwing the ball thirty times today for one hundred seventy three yards. That's not really slinging very many deep balls. You know what I mean? For a guy that's supposed to be very accurate downfield. Yeah, he's not. He's really not. They really need to, you know, if they want to win again, maybe they maybe they do want to lose games and they want to get an early draft pick. I don't know, but um, this is not the way to win games at all. I mean, Christian Kirk looked fine, ten receptions and PPR. He's great, ten receptions, fifty nine yards is fine, but he's not doing a lot with it. Um, so that's a little disappointing. I don't. There's not much more to talk about with the Cardinals right now. I think it's almost a dead zone. I mean, they're putting up a few points, but not enough to make me, you know go bananas over him at all. Yeah, like the only guys that are considered like on a on an every week's start, well, start because you drafted him high is David Johnson, right? And that's only because you yeah. drafted him in those, you know, probably what first two rounds. 
Yeah, right? I mean, what, the only thing that's saving David Johnson at this point is is the receiving yeah. game where he's getting touchdowns. He's not doing anything on the ground. Yeah, because they they just don't have. I know I understand this air raid offense and stuff. I get it, but at the same time, if you if you're not successful in that, try to lean back again on the the run game a little bit. To, you know, a guy that can run the ball. You know. Yeah, no kidding. This isn't. Yeah, I'm not not a fan of the Cardinals right now. They are not. I used to like them, but this whoever their head coach is over there is uh is uh, not very good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's move on to the Eagles and Lions. 27-24. Lions surprisingly won this game. Um, yeah, Kerryon Johnson, man. 20 carries, a full 36 yards. He <laughs> We lucked out with the touchdown, but Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm getting worried about this guy. Yeah, I I have to say the same thing. I was watching that today, and then finally got to actually look at his stats. I was like, what the hell? Every time I saw a play, which looked like Carrion was carrying the ball, I'm like, oh, you must be going off today. And then I look, I'm like, what the hell? Like he's, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, 1.8 yards per carry. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, they cut C.J. Anderson. I guess they think he's doing fine enough. T.Y. Uh, Ty Johnson is the backup. Four carries, five yards, not much better at all. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this develops. Maybe it was a good defense. I don't know, but that's not what you want to see. I mean, I'm glad Kirion Johnson is getting 20 carries and the work out of the backfield, which is really nice. But you got to do just a little more with it, Kirion. Could be could be defense. O-line could be trash too, right? So Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're winning games. They're yeah. two and zero, two zero and one. So I mean they haven't lost yet. So there's that perk. <laughs> it's good to see uh, Marvin Jones uh, step up with nine targets, six receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown too. Yeah, I would have uh, if he didn't do anything this week. I think he was going to be well, welcome to like cut bill. Yeah. Like I did not want any part of that. Now are you concerned? Kenny Galladay yeah, laid an egg. Are you concerned with that? Eight targets for Tenny Galladay, eight targets, and he only caught two for 17 yards. Yeah, I'm very concerned. <laughs> I, I was looking at stats the other day, which was really interesting. Corlin Sutton went um, way later than Kenny Galladay was going, and they've had identical stats word for word, and the Broncos are a terrible offense. Like, it's bad. Yeah. I, I, I personally am real. I mean, besides that one touchdown he got so far this season, Galladay is more of a wide receiver three at this point. Yeah, agreed. And I think, T- what, TJ Hawkinson, droppable now? He had his monster, guess. monster week one, and then all of a sudden just basically donuts the last two weeks. Yeah, that's not pretty. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's droppable in Dynasty, obviously, no. but, yeah, in Standard, yeah, I would say, yeah, I, I, have, I would not be mad at anybody for cutting him. I almost, I almost wasted a waiver on him. I decided not to for whatever reason. I, I But he's not, like anything to, to write home about anytime soon at least maybe later in the season he'll develop but right now it's uh, not pretty uh, they might have to think to go back to you know week one and actually see what works right <laughs> yeah exactly so on the eagle side i guess the biggest thing to note with jeffrey and deshaun jackson out the eagles looked a little rough but nelson Aguilar had uh, 12 targets 50 yards and uh two touchdowns so if you started him, you are very happy with that. Yeah, I had him a couple of fan duel lineups that I cashed in on, so it was good. Yeah, Zach Gertz looks fine. He still isn't really getting into the end zone. He's getting the targets. He's getting the receptions, but it's not enough to he's, – he's not doing what I want him to do. I want him to get in the end zone. Yeah, and if it, what making, about if these guys uh, – if Jackson and – um, Jeffrey miss again, or it, what do you think of Mac Hollins? He obviously he surpassed our Seagull White side. I th- in my opinion, he had seven targets today and sixty two yards on four catches. Yeah, Mac Hollins. I mean, he had a good preseason two years ago, and he's remained on the roster since. You know, he got injured twice, so but he looks fine. I I do think it's Nelson Aguilar's show until you know things go. I'm not going to start Mac Hollins anytime soon. If if they're still down three weeks from now, then yeah, Matt Collins is worth starting. Yeah, you would have but, to. Uh, right? Yeah, he's definitely leapfrogged Whiteside. I think Whiteside is a dynasty stash until next, next year. Next year, absolutely. Uh, but Matt Collins might be more interesting if uh, if they continue to miss time. But it's right now it's Aguilar and Ertz, and maybe Matt Collins. Maybe maybe he is worth. Uh, is do you think he's gonna be on your waiver wire column? No, no, no. But those numbers are right. I mean, he set seven targets. In the Eagles' offense isn't bad. You want to see that a couple weeks in a row, though, right? You know what I mean. You want to see. Yeah. You want to see a guy that's on like Aguilar has been on the field every game, right? Where with those other two guys, I think maybe Hollins. I don't even. I I'll look at his snap counts, but I I don't even think he's been it's on the field. There. Yeah, exactly. 
No, he's not there. I was just curious. I mean, if he is out, I, I don't think if those two other guys, if those two other guys are out for a few more weeks, maybe. But I think they're everyone expecting both of them back next week at this point. Exactly. And Sanders, welcome to the NFL. He looked good. Yeah, finally. Jeez, yeah. That, they were not looking right at all. But uh, yeah, he showed up. On that, luckily, that nice. Uh, he had that. What was it? A forty-one yard catch? I think he had. Earlier, yeah. where Wentz was just you know running for his life and just wa- found found a way to get wide open and pulled that in for a nice forty one yard gain. He looked he looked great running the ball as well, four point one yards per carry. But you still don't know what's going on in that <laughs> that run game because Howard also had eleven carries too, right? Yeah, I mean, I personally, I mean, I think it's just going to be it is what it is. I think obviously Sanders is the one to own because he is running and he is catching. So it makes him the most interesting. Fle- I don't think either one is beyond a flex play. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Fle- so flex play, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do I do think that Miles Sanders is worth trading for in the future if you have the depth to uh, acquire him. I mean, Jordan, anything can happen. Jordan Howard can get injured. Darren Sproles can get injured, and his value is going to go up. Um, he's young, so he's definitely worth the trade, and his, his value should go up as the season progresses. I mean, there are older guys over there. Um. So let's move over to Oakland and Minnesota. Minnesota wiped the floor with Oakland, thirty-four to fourteen. Those are garbage points. Um, are you getting worried about Josh Jacobs? Ten carries, forty-four yards. I just think because of the game script, I think you know. And they were talking about how that that was the biggest problem when they announced him as the starter and said that he's going to be, you know, uh, be the bell cow back. Right? He's he's never yeah. carried the ball over a hundred times in a season. And he's just right now. I think it's just game script because he's not being he's not being used in that passing game. No, he's right. Not. So, and so if they, they're they're going to be playing catch up every single game, they suck. Let's be realistic, right? Like they're yeah, not a they're good not team. Good. So if he's not being used in the passing game, then kind of, you know, Jalen Richard was yeah. out there. You know what I mean in the passing down role. So to me, to me, yeah. it, it's something to be concerned about. He's no longer. I don't even think he's. A, I wouldn't be playing him more than a depending on I guess depending on matchup I guess that's how I'd be playing it. Right. I mean the Vikings are a stout defense. Yeah. Um, the, I guess I'm more concerned about I'm concerned about Josh Jacobs. Dwayne Washington or whatever his name, Washington um, had six carries yeah. and Jacobs had had ten. So if, if it was game flow, then why did they give Washington you know that those that amount of carries? Yeah. That's what's most worrisome. I mean, he was he was sick and injured going into this game, so maybe that's what played into it. But he hasn't looked good in two weeks. So, um, if you own him, I would be worried. And I think you were going to say he's a flex play or yeah. an RB three ish. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Probably like an RB three flex play for me, depending on. Yeah. Depending I mean, it, on it's, he's a safer end of the flex plays. I mean, he's a higher end of that because there is that upside where a good matchup he could go off, but he's nothing more than that. Um, I think the only guy that's on the Oakland roster that's worth starting week in and week out is Darren Whaler. He's for me, I have been saying this for two weeks now. I think he's a must start top five tight end going forward. And this is the only, the one, the one guy that you could believe coming out of uh training camp, right? They were, they were touting this guy like crazy. You know what I mean? They love Waller. They love Waller. You see that on hard knocks, everything. And they actually use him 14 targets today yet. And yeah, uh, yeah. everyone else had no more than five. So th- that's 13 you know, catches. That's ridiculous numbers for a tight end. Yeah, no, um, Darren Whaler. I own Kittle and I own Whaler, and I'm at the point where I'm thinking about starting Whaler over Kittle. Um, he's looking better. I, I you know, you, at some point you got to just say cup eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong. I'm not cutting um, Kittle by any means in my dynasty league, but you know, you just got to go who's performing at this point. Um, we're three weeks in. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm so, in one of the my dynasty auction league. I have both Waller and Andrews. So I, I'm happy with that. <laughs> and I start to yeah, start two tight ends in that league. So it's awesome. That is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on the Viking side, um, Dalvin cook looked great. 16 carries over hundred yards, Madison, 12 carries, 58 yards. He looked great. Um, the most interesting thing for me, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I am going to hit the panic button on Thielen and Diggs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They're not throwing the ball. C- no, cousins. Not at all. Yeah. Cousins is just, He's doing what he has to do in order to win a game. That's all he's doing, right? They're going to run this. They're going to run Cook into the ground because he's performing. He's a mate, like he's a great running back. And now you got Madison behind him that's also performing. 
you're gonna you're gonna see more running plays out of this team than you are passing plays. I think this number of you know twenty passes, twenty passing attempts or twenty one passing attempts, you'll see more often than not. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I think even even in a game that they're in or they're like uh, it's a close game, I think that you're gonna continue to see these numbers for these guys. I don't. I mean, yeah, it's two two out of three weeks they've ran the ball more than they pass which I mean, that's how you win games yeah i mean and well i mean i mean if you have Thielen, you're happy obviously with what he did today you, you know vultured that touchdown from cook on the one yard yeah, line today. it's a vulture yeah. though that's the thing yeah. he didn't earn yeah. any of it and then you got it well i mean he is his touchdown catch was was a good catch so i mean if yeah. you had him in your lineup you're probably happy but yeah it's it's concerning this offense is outside of delvin cook I mean, I would personally, if you own Thielen, I think he still has his draft value. I think you could trade him. Diggs is, I mean, he's he's like a wide receiver three at this point. He is not doing jack shit. Yeah, and what's your, what about, uh, start with talk tight end real quick, Irv Smith Jr. Is he somebody to keep an eye on or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, definitely. I don't think he's going to be, he's going to light the world on fire with him out there throwing the ball. But, you know, three targets, 60 yards. Um, if he continues to do that throughout the season, yeah, he's going to end up being a top 12 wide um, tight end. Yeah. He'll throw a touchdown in there, here and there. So Yeah, wait a couple of weeks and see see where that goes. Yeah, I'm not wavering him. No. I don't think he should no, be. No, definitely yeah, he, But he's definitely worth, like, I own Jimmy Graham as my tight end because I lost Hunter Henry, and I am I'm eyeing him. I think he's definitely an option. Yeah. Um, so I guess this was the game of the week, uh, Baltimore and Kansas City, 33-28. <laughs> I don't think that it was very close. From what I saw, Mahomes wiped the floor with Baltimore Ravens. They looked good. Uh, the score ended up being closer than uh, than it was for most of the game. Well, it's, that's what I was saying. I I had to leave halfway through. The, I had to leave at halftime to for this game, and I was just sitting there. Like I ha- I have I'm invested with Jackson a lot, and I was like, yeah. this guy's got to get something going in the third, the second half. He has to, and that's pretty much I think because they were down so much. I think they were just forced to go back to to what to, to, to what works, right? You saw you saw Lamar Jackson running more. Ingr- yep, Ingram yep. beasted out. That guy's he came to the he was in the he's in the perfect fit on this team. Yeah, he looks great. And Gus Edward looks yep. good too. I mean I, I personally I think that Gus Edwards might be worth an ad if you're in need of running back and the perfect handcuff to Mark Ingram. So Yo, we'll see how yeah, that yeah. develops. Yeah, I agree. And as far like, I mean, Ingram's used in both the passing game as well. Outside on the passing side of the ball, I didn't really see too much. I think I wouldn't be too too worried about uh, Mark Andrews. He was targeted seven times, three catches for 15 yards, but he wasn't. He was questionable going into this week, right? So, yeah, I mean, every all the other tight ends ended up getting involved. Not, uh, Boyle, Hurst. I mean, they haven't done anything. They each between the two, they had 10 targets, which is quite yeah. a bit, uh, especially for the Ravens. The guy that kind of stands out to me is Brown. He had nine targets, but 49 yards. Yeah. <laughs> After a big week one, I, I, I think everyone should be coming back down to earth with him. Um, they are. I think he's more of a wide receiver three going forward. I don't know if I'm going crazy on this, but nine targets a lot. But, you know, it's either he gets a touchdown or he doesn't, and I, he ends up with this. I could kind of I could kind of see the, the game script going where I think KC may have locked in on him. You know what I mean? Because this this yeah. receiving this receiving court does not scare you by any stretch, right? right? So, in my opinion, I think they may have like I haven't watched like I didn't watch too much of him. I like to go back and watch a little bit of it just to see how they were playing Brown and if you know were were these were these uh, targets he was getting in these uh, drop balls were they product of just good defense or was it just because right. he was just junk, right? Well, Right. Well, I mean, just I mean, up until this week, the Ravens have played a nobody. They have played JV teams, like JV defenses. Yeah. Like this is the first week that they actually had a defense that was, you know, not bottom, you know, the thirty-two. Um, so I think that this is going to be more of the norm, in my opinion. You know, the targets are there, but it's the you know, are they like you said, are they catchable? And knowing Lamar Jackson, yeah. they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there was a lot of news going into the Kansas City game that uh, Daryl Williams was going to be the starter, and I guess he was. He had nine carries for sixty-two yards, but Lashawn McCoy came to play. <laughs> I think because I he, think and, he saw, I think he saw his his opportunities. Realizes that he was questionable coming into the game, but I realize I think he really said, you know what? I, here's my one my chance, and he had to run with it, and he did just that. 
Yeah, he did. And Darryl, I mean, Daryl Williams looked good too, but he just didn't get touchdowns. Um, McCoy did. Um, he ended up with two touchdowns and was uh, usable in the passing game. So he's definitely, uh, yeah, it's nice to see that happen, you know, for him, especially with Damian Williams being out. Um, so on the receiving think, end, uh, go ahead. Well, I think just go back to running game. I think Darwin Thompson, I don't think is rosterable, rosterable at all. I don't think he's in in uh, like you said dynasty leagues. I think he's per, he's perfect stashing, but he's not going to be doing anything this year. Not anytime soon. I think there definitely needs to be some injuries ahead of him to make it happen. Um, it's going to be a while. I'm stashing him yeah. in my taxi squad in one of my dynasty leagues, but I have no intentions of activating him, and I have no intentions of uh, trading him. He's he yeah, could exactly. be something. He yeah. could not be. Yeah. He didn't. He looked the worst of the three running backs playing with four carries, eight yards, while the other ones ended up with you know over fifty yards. Um, so McCall Hardman ended up being the, I guess the biggest beneficiary of Tyree Kill this week. He had only two receptions, but ninety-seven yards and a touchdown. Uh, Are you still starting him going forward? I think I think I'm putting him in my flex. I I have yeah. no issue. I understand he's a boomer bust play, but uh, obviously Mahomes likes to look at him do you know what i mean so i mean he's because he caught that that deep ball so i mean he's 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 in the flex position i think you go back to robinson though he had that he had that did you see that touchdown grab he had no i didn't see it was a nice touchdown grab oh oh it was sweet it was 100 like oh it was beauty but it's i think both of those guys are still not going to be any different than what we talked about them this past week and i think he's they're they're both in the flex conversation for me yeah yeah i agree with you i mean if you own them you're starting in the flex and you know hopefully they cast a touchdown they both did this week you know somehow against the ravens um i guess sammy watkins he's become more of the possession guy and the other two have become the deep guys who get you know better chance of getting touchdown he ended up with eight targets five receptions 64 yards but I think he's just going to be a wide receiver, too, going forward. I mean, it's nice to see him getting the targets and the receptions, but the touchdowns are not there for him or the deep balls. Yeah, I agree um, with that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the Atlanta-Indianapolis game. So this game was uh, the Colts were handing it to the Falcons the entire game. Falcons surged back but ended up losing. Uh, Marlon Mack still looks like a stud. And Jacoby Brissett, I mean, is he a wider? Is he is he a must start going forward? Jacoby Brissett, I well now that now that bye weeks are starting, like bye weeks start next yeah. week, so I think with bye weeks starting, I have no issue inserting him in. Especially, I think it's next week. I think they have a very favorable matchup. I think they have Washington, I believe. Yeah, if I'm yeah, not it's mistaken, not a, it's not a bad matchup. Yeah. Um. There oh, no, is sorry. one injury. No, sorry, they, they have Oak, they have Oakland. So, okay, I think I think you could fire him up. Yeah, um, T. Y. Hilton did leave this game. I'm not sure if he returned. He ended with uh, eight receptions on ten targets with 65 yards and a touchdown. Um, between those two, I think they're the only ones. Between um, Mac and T. Y., I think they're the only two guys that uh, that are worth starting besides Brissett on that roster. Yeah, um, keep an keep an eye on that that quad injury because I mean that's what Hilton was uh, nursing before he came into this game and he was questionable, and he came in. I think that's what he. I think he uh, he injured it again because I saw them wrapping wrapping his quad on the sidelines. So I don't believe he came back in the game after he left. Yeah, no, I don't think he did either. Um, on the running back side, I think this is the first week that Devontae Freeman looked like he belonged in the NFL. Sixteen carries and eighty eight yards. Edo Smith was an out afterthought, unfortunately. Um, it took a while, but Julio Jones ended this game with uh, 128 yards and a touchdown. So yeah, I was, they that, good. I was worried about that big time. Just I think at half he, I think he was only targeted like twice or something, and he yeah, yeah really really stepped up in the second half for sure. And Austin Hooper, uh, you could I think you fire him up as a as a in your starting spot for tight end for sure. Yeah, he ended up with two touchdowns, 66 yards. I have him and Evan Ingram in my SFB league, and I don't know if you know about how SFB works, but tight ends get an extra point per reception, and if it's a first down, they get an extra point after that. So I ended with Hooper and Evan Ingram. Yeah, so I ended with Hooper and Evan Ingram with, uh, between the two, 70 points. Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm pretty happy with that. (laughs) Tell me me you lost. (laughs) No, no, not this week. (laughs) 
I am uh, destroying that league right now with those two tight ends. That's I don't nice. have a quarterback. Minshew is my starting quarterback right now. So uh, that, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's much more to note on this game. So let's move on to with the Packers and the Broncos. Jesus, can you just tell me if Rodgers is worth – is he a must-start anymore? Because he does not look like it. No, I, I, I don't think so. And I said – I was talking uh, to a couple buddies talking about that and how he just – I don't – like is he is he hundred percent? Like he doesn't even look like the same. The I don't same know. I don't know if it's the offense yeah. or what the fuck it is, man. <laughs> but it's pissing me off, man. I, like I I own one share of him, and it's enough to infuriate me. Well, I think you're on. Uh, you're almost going to see him starting to take over the. Remember how they were saying that he did a lot of the play calling before Lafleur came in. I think you're going to see a lot right. more of that, and I don't think I think I think they might be even butting heads in this offense. I believe. I believe it. I mean, they're three and zero, so they're they're not you know going down the wrong road necessarily. They're better off than they were last year. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Aaron, Ro- I own him in a keeper league, and I'm at the point where if I see Josh Allen out there or you know one of these young guys, I'm definitely inclined to uh, you know grab somebody. Like this is not what play, I want to see from my starting quarterback. Play the better matchup, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so Marquez Valdez Scantling ended the game with. 10 targets way more than Devonte adams who had four um he has not looked good up until this point but this week he really showed up yeah those points look beautiful on my bench in quite a few leagues too yeah i had cut him yesterday i was like I, you know i don't i'm just gonna pick up another uh defense <laughs> you're not you're not really doing nothing for me valdez <laughs> it <was a> mistake <laughs> oh yeah whatever but this is he has a, he didn't do anything last week right so it's this and this is why i love fantasy football right because every week you, you, I'm so excited to to watch football, and then all of a sudden I'm just like, fuck, this guy didn't do anything yesterday. Now he blows up for you know 30 points today. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. so it's so up in the air week to week on all these players. So, I mean, with him, like I had him, I can I there's no way I thought about cutting him, but I'm like, I'm just gonna wait and see because he has been productive in the past, right? And I probably yeah. after this I still probably won't start him next week. <laughs> no, you should <laughs> until I see him again. <laughs> Um, so with the Packers, I guess this is the most interesting talking top topic. Jamal Williams out snapped yeah. and out carried Aaron Jones. And he had more yardage than Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had the two touchdowns, but Jamal Williams looked a lot better. So this is a complete timeshare at this point. Yeah, our This is scary. Our could you technically play both these guys? Put them both in your lineup if you have them? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely could. Cause I well I do in that in our dynasty league right, and yeah. um like that's what I was saying I like I was like damn and then I saw even at halftime I think yeah Williams out snapped Jones I think it was fifty two percent to forty eight yeah and he out and he got the targets and the receptions he ended yeah. up with uh, twenty seven yards in the receiving game and Jones with four so yeah um I don't know I I personally if I own Aaron Jones I'm looking to look at those numbers I'm gonna trade him away. Yeah, I don't want. I personally don't want him on my roster. That's not. I'd rather have Jamal Williams at this point, and you probably get him for less. And I, I'll probably, I might. I'll, he, he'll probably make my waiver wire ad actually, because I don't yeah. believe he's he's owned in very very many leagues. I think he's available in a lot. Yeah. So on the Broncos side, they lost because they suck. <laughs> um, but Royce Freeman did leave this game. He did return. He had uh, 15 carries and 63 yards. Lindsey looked. Finally, half decent. He had 21 for 81, two touchdowns. Um, and he was a very active in the passing game. He ended up with five targets, 50 uh, yards receiving. I don't know if there's much more to note besides Emmanuel Sanders came back down to earth with 10 receiving yards. Yeah, and uh, Sutton continues to produce. So I was I was down on him this week. Like I'm, It's so hard to want to start a guy when you know Flack was throwing him the ball. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, they, they don't have another option. Their other quarterback is on IR, like the one they drafted. So they're True kind of lock, stuck yeah. with Flacco going forward. Yeah. Here, go. Just interrupt um, real quick. So, yeah, just looked up uh, Jamal Williams' ownership in Yahoo. He's available in 90% of the leagues. So he'll definitely yeah. be making my waiver wire article this week. He definitely needs to be owned. Yeah. <laughs> I might. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy who didn't draft an RB2 and I'm stuck. So he might be, I might be starting him this next week. I have Rex Burkhead as my RB2, Edo Smith, hoping for an injury. Not really hoping, but you know, wanting it. <laughs> um, is Corlin Sutton uh, wide receiver three flex play? What are we doing with him? 
think wide receiver three. I think I think he's more than he'd be more. He's more in a flex play. I think you could play him. It's well, he's he's the second. Well, right now, I'm not sure where it is, but he was the second most targeted on this team going into this week too, right? So, yeah, he yeah he looks good. I, yeah, I would say I would say wide receiver three, and it's just it's so hard to even want to put him in a a wide receiver two discussion just because of Flacco. You know what I mean? That's the biggest problem. Right. Yeah. I don't know if this was game flow or anything, but Sutton definitely, you know, looked better than Emmanuel Sanders. And I don't imagine that Sanders is going to continue what he did last week. I think Sutton's going to start to progress. And I mean, the Broncos did play against the Packers who have one of the better defenses in the league. I would say they're top 10 in my opinion. Um, So we'll see how this ends up playing out. But I think Sutton, if he's available on the waiver wire, he should be added and stashed for later in the season. He couldn't, you know, progress into being, the, you know, the wide receiver two people want him to be going into the season. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to talk about my Dolphins really quick. They did not look absolutely terrible. They didn't. Um, I, I, I watched a lot of that game and I was actually, yeah, I was expecting it to be ridiculous. And you're right. They, they didn't look bad. If it wasn't for that, t- that, fumble by drake in the end zone like this would have been a good game like they would have been in this game for a long time i didn't expect him to win but i'm very happy with you know josh rosen i mean he threw 40 times but whatever 200 yards like it was it's fine i'm happy with that i don't want them to win personally (laughs) yeah well exactly but uh sorry did he did rosen come back into the game after he left yeah he 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 left for two snaps and then yeah Fitzpatrick ended up kind of, uh you know relieved him for 29 yards which was fine um i do think that going forward Kenyon drake in ppr is a flex play i think he's the only guy you can really trust what do you think i agree with that but i think do you think they're losing confidence in his running game do you can you see like you saw Kalen blage uh, carry the ball eight times today do you think he's kind of closing the gap on that I don't think he is. I mean, no. I think that this is what they've been doing. I mean, they, they've, they've been splitting the work almost evenly um, down the middle with the carries, but Drake is doing a little more with it, and he's involved in the passing game and doing a little more with that too. So I think it's Drake's job to lose. I mean, he's not doing enough, or he's not going to be in scoring position a lot, so there's not a lot of upside. Um, but, yeah, if you're going to start someone on the Dolphins, I guess it is Drake. But it is interesting to note that with Rosen, Preston Williams ended with 12 targets yeah and he was good that's a shit ton. yeah oh yeah that's it for for this offense absolutely um i don't know is he in dynasty obviously he's worth he's worth uh stashing but is he worth adding in standard or anything you know else? what i the only way that i would be like i mean i have in a few teams but the only way i'd be adding him on on say say a redraft league or something like that would be to to just fill in on a bye week right yeah, I I, I don't think we can see twelve. I mean, we I, I I guess if they're throwing the ball forty times, I guess you could see double digit targets every week. Exactly. But they were talking him up in training camp as well, so they're obviously they're obviously liking him. So yeah, they liked him after trade away Kenny Stills, so that's great. <laughs> and I, I does Alan Hearns going to survive? Like that was pretty. <laughs> he caught yeah right. He, that was crazy hit <laughs> that he took. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully not. I don't know if I really want. <laughs> um, so on the the Cowboy side, they were winning this game most of the time. So uh, Zeke ended with 20 carries. Pollard ended up with 13 and 100 yards and a touchdown, which is kind of crazy. If you own, if you own Zeke, you're kind of frustrated with that uh, with that outcome there. Um, uh, Mari Cooper looked great. Uh, he's the guy to own. Yeah. He's the only one worth owning right now. I think in the receiving game until Gallup comes back. Yeah, agreed with that. And yeah, I mean, with with the whole running game, though, they, I mean, you knew you knew Pollard was going to get some. Is if this game got you know carried away, you knew that they were going to ease off on Zeke a little bit and give Pollard yeah. a, Pollard a shot, you know. And there was I th- it was nice to see that he was able. Go ahead. No, you Sorry. go finish. It's okay. I was just it was nice to see that he did so much with the amount of work he got. Like that's you know, if Zeke goes down, I think Pollard is the number one handcuff in the league. Oh, and even if I if you know what if I had. Zeke, I would be trying to to roster Pollard now, just in case, right? That's one of right. those guys. That's a Pollard is a running back that would be like a. If you have him, you're going to win your league. If Zeke goes out, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're he, not going to. Your team's not going to miss a beat. Exactly. 
So uh, let's move on to the Bengals Bills. This was not a fun game to watch. <laughs> I think uh, Dalton was like 0 for 12 going into halftime. It was fucking terrible to watch. <laughs> um, but they ended up closing the gap, and the game turned 17 to 21. Um, Joe Mixon started to show signs of life in the second half. He ended up with 61 yards out of 15 carries, and he caught a touchdown. Um, so that's all very fucking good news if you own Mixon. Oh, absolutely. Um, so John Ross came back, smashing back down to earth. Uh, two receptions, 22 yards. Um, I think this is more of the norm if they play a good defense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tyler Boyd looks fine. Uh, he is what he is. He's not a big uh, touchdown guy, but he's going to get a lot of receptions. So PPR, he's usable. Standard, he's more of a wide receiver three. You agree? Yeah, agreed with that. And then this Auden Tate, uh, 10 targets, 6 catches for 88 yards. Are you buying that? I mean, there was a lot of talk about him last year. I don't know if, you know, what the deal is. I mean, that's a lot of targets, and A.J. Green might be coming back soon. So is he worth adding? I don't think so. No, I, okay, I do agree. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> that was bait. I just, yeah, I just wanted to hear you. I just wanted to see you're that guy that always, like, looks deep into that. And, like, yeah, I remember last year you are you know, talking up Gus Edwards before Gus Edwards was even a thing last year. And your text. I mean, if 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 AJ Green was going to be out two or three more weeks, ten targets, I will buy that all day. But there's, I mean, he was running last week without a limp, so that's my. If Auden Tate, if if there was no AJ Green, yes, Auden Tate, I think is definitely worth rostering. But he's a week out, maybe from uh, being back. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the Bills, um, they were without Devin Singletary. Frank Gore ended up with 14 carries, 76 yards, and touchdown, so he was fine. Um, TJ Yeldon also got some work. Is there anything? I mean, are we? Do we care anything else about them? John Brown looked fine. Cole Beasley was the one to own. Ended up, ended up with uh, eight receptions, forty eight yards. Um, but that's about it, right? Yeah, I wouldn't buy into Dawson Knox at tight end. He had uh, cut a touchdown. He, it is what it is. They, I mean, they're they're going to be relying on John Brown most of the time in this passing game. And obviously, with John Brown and Beasley, I think is is the guys to. Tone. I think John Brown, you can slot in and start him. Beasley would be more of a flex play. Yeah, I mean they won this game. I don't know if they deserve to win this game. They should not have been. It shouldn't have been this close against the Bengals. But uh, it is what it is. They're going to be in a lot of close games because they run the ball so much. So it is. They'll, they'll be in the playoffs. Hopefully, yeah. I would love to see them. <laughs> I don't think they're very good, but I would like to see. I like watching the Bills in the playoffs. Is always good for football. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's move on to the Patriots and the Jets. Um, Luke Falk looked terrible, like probably the worst starter in the week by far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely wasn't talking was... about him when I was talking about young quarterbacks, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I wasn't sure. I was trying to bait you, see if you were going <laughs> to. No, there's nothing to say about that kid. No. There isn't much to talk about the Jets. No. I mean, we, uh, they're on a bye week coming up, and then we're we're expecting Sam Darnold back, so – you know, Dis- just hold your horses. I, on I, I'd be concerned with Lev Bell with Luke Falk running the show. <laughs> yeah, no. I, if you, yeah, it was he looked. It, Bell didn't look bad. The Jets looked bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, I read a couple articles that people are talking about. Maybe the Jets should trade Le'Veon Bell. That uh, they're too far away from Lou, um, winning to really him be worth the investment yeah, at this point. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so the Patriots look great. Uh, just so everyone knows, James White is not injured. His wife was giving birth. Um, that's why he did not receive any work or was even active. Um, do you know what was going on with Sonny Michelle? Because he did not look good and he was not involved as much as you would like. No, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't read anything. I was trying to find some info on that. I not sure. Just, I think it was just the Brady show. Like it always is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rex Burke had a guy, 11 carries, uh, literally looked Four times better than Sonny Michelle. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this develops. But uh, the bis- the biggest thing we should talk about is Julian Edelman went down with a chest injury and did not return. Um, Josh Gordon left for a little bit and came back. Are we worried about jo- uh, Julian Edelman? I think we yes, are. Yes, I, I, I think we are. And I think Dor- I, I picked up Dorsett in a bunch of leagues this past week. And because I was looking at it outside of like before A. Brown came into the picture, Dorsett was relied on, I think, uh, Brady, Brady had Trussum. And yeah. he's very consistent receiver on this offense. He's averaging over, I think, over 
five receptions a game and like over 60 yards a game, I think on average right now. Yeah, no, he looks good. And uh, yeah, if, I think he's going to get the biggest bump if Edelman misses any time. We'll see as the week progresses what's going on with that injury. Um, but if he's missing time, I think Dorsett catapults into maybe a wide receiver 2-3 territory uh, going forward. Um, they're down Antonio Brown now, so someone needs to pick it up in the passing game. Yeah, and just watch out. And let's just see if uh, Jacoby Myers' preseason can carry through to, to, the, to the regular season. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll talk about a Thursday game because we're. I think that's all of our games thus far. Yep, that is true. No, did we talk about? Oh no, we did talk about. Yeah. Okay. We're. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Minshew Mania. I'm. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm in. A, I'm in a pickle. So we don't need to really talk about this too much. I just. Uh, Minshew looked great. Fordette looked terrible. Um, what are we doing with Chark? Is he? Is he a must start going forward? Right. Has, has to be. <laughs> Has to be with Minshew, right? yeah. He, this guy, he, well, he's he showed it every week that Minshew's been behind center, right? He's been he's been productive, and yeah. you could tell Minshew's like really like really eyeing him, and I just slinging the ball up for him and letting him go get it. So uh, before I move on to the t- Titans who look terrible, um, I want to tell you guys some interesting facts about uh, Minshew that I found out. His grandfather. Um, Named wanted to name him Beowulf, which I think is a pretty awesome name. <laughs> Second fact, he was offered a million dollars to uh, exercise in a jock strap for a porn manufacturer. Like they make jock straps for men of some sort, and he was offered a million dollars uh, to do that. He, I think that's all very interesting. <laughs> th- well, did you read the other? Yeah, I just I like how he his uh, pregame. He throws aviators on, jockstrap, and just stretches in the locker room. No matter, media in there and everybody in there, he's just stretching out in his jockstrap this and guy, aviators. This guy's a legend, man. <laughs> and then I read this thing oh. that he, he, uh, uh, what was, what was it? Uh, this, the smashing hand thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you? He was, <laughs> I, he sma- he, he tried to break his own hand because he was a red shirt freshman and knew that if he went out, he would lose his red shirt. So he hit his hand with a hammer six times trying to break it, and he couldn't. So he just lied to his coach and told me he slammed it against the car door on accident. But, like, this guy is awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, it's going so, to be curious to see what happens. You know, I'm kind of root for Jacksonville now, even though they're in the Texans division. But I just want to see how far yeah. this guy could go. For real, man. He's a, he's a what, six-round draft uh, pick for them. So whatever. They got nothing to lose. He has nothing to lose at this point. So play play it out yeah man. just go out there ball <laughs> out man you're going to get paid one way or another <laughs> exactly um so on the titan side uh mariota looked atrocious uh, his numbers don't really show it but uh he looked really fucking bad you see a Tan- um, Tannehill sighting at some point yeah i mean they had to reinforce that they were that they were gonna um not turn to Tannehill yet that he had one more week to go so um i think we're probably two or three weeks of this um before we see Tannehill, like Mariota is not a good starting quarterback in the NFL whatsoever. No, the only thing that saved even in the running game was uh, Derrick Henry's had that one touchdown. That's the only thing that saved this offense whatsoever. Yeah. Everybody else, Adam Humphrey showed up a little bit. Nine was targeted nine times, six catches for ninety-three yards. I'm not buying that. And Delaney Walker was Delaney Walker, seven receptions for yeah. sixty-four. So. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing we could talk about before we talk about Minshew again is. Uh, what are you doing with Fournette? It, I mean, he was drafted was a high end RB two. He's not even that at this point. He was saved by that sixty nine yeah. yard run, was, but that's it. Was he not? Was he not? From what I read or what I understood, was he was in negative yardage? Before, yeah, before up until that, that carry. Run? Look, he had, he has sixty six yards oh, with yeah. fifteen yeah. carries, long sixty nine. So yeah, yeah, he was negative four. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not good. I'm, I'd be concerned no. with that, you know. And it's too bad. I like. I thought for sure. Um, I'm curious to see when, like, when they did take the lead in this game. I was kind of hoping that they would throw Armstead out there a little bit, just because of the way that Fournette was struggling a little bit. Just kind of see what that kid's got. I mean, they have to. They have to start seeing something because he. I mean, I don't know. They won their first game. I don't know if they should change much right now. Yeah. Like, just continue doing what you're doing. But yeah, I think if they win, if they lose a couple more games, I think it's time that they, you know, move on from Fournette because this is not a good start. No. Um. So back to Minshew. So I own in a dynasty league. I own Minshew, 
Mason Rudolph, and um, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I kind of want to trade one. Who should I trade from those three? And it's a dynasty, is that what you said? Yeah. I would have to say... The thing is, is you know that... You know that Minshew's not going to have this job once... um, once Foles if come. if they're in the playoff hunt, why would they? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like, if they're in the playoff hunt, would they really switch quarterbacks midway through? Pod, who knows? You don't know. Understand? You don't know what these organizations are like. They they've paid yeah. Foles a shit ton of money, right? So maybe yeah. no, I'm who I a nor, a normal GM or a normal organization. No, you roll with what's going. What's what's happening? Right. That's a that's right. a tough one to be honest with you. I think if anything, maybe. Maybe Rudolph. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I would. I think we need to get a good game out of him before I trade him away. But I think he is. I mean, Jimmy. I know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback over there, and that's why I can't trade him. Yeah. But Minshew, I think, is out of the three right now, is the best quarterback, which is kind of crazy. Like, yeah. He he he's gonna he's gonna win me the most games. Garoppolo looked did not look good. Mason Rudolph did not look good. So I just think that's. That's where Minshew is right now. He is like a top sixteen quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I can I, I I like watching the kid. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's gonna cover our uh, our recap for the week. Anything else, Clayton? No, I think that's everything, man. Uh, where can we find you, and where can we find your podcast? Uh, I do have a podcast. It's called uh, Fantasy Football from Up North. Uh, that's on Twitter. It is at FF from up north, and my Twitter account is at Cadu Clayton. That's at C A D I E U X Clayton, which I'm waiting to change the name. Just got to figure out to what. <laughs> it's a good idea. No, don't. I mean, don't change your name, Clayton, but. D- you know, D- D- <laughs> no, Dale likes. Uh, we were talking about that in the pod. Dale likes Canadian Clayton. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. So we, like yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and you can find us at Eat Sleep FF. I'm Armando Crespo. You guys have a great night. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy. Football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy Eat Sleep Fantasy